Welcome back. Episode four, Father to Father. Just a couple young dads learning in real time how to be a dad, learning about each other, learning about our, our children, and learning about our, our Heavenly Father. And uh, we're super excited because we have uh, someone who's been through that with <laughs> us. The one, the only, Mr. Thad Rohr, faithful husband, faithful father, now faithful grandfather yes. to my son. Yes. Amen. I am married to his daughter. And we're super excited for him to be the first guest. We're going to... I'm honored to be the first guest ever. Yes, first guest ever. world-renowned podcast. First guest ever. It's only growing. Only growing. It's going to be a high bar. Yeah. Popularity. We just have 2 million listening now. You know, hopefully 10 million soon. That's right. That's right. Shout out to our international audience. Yeah. Yeah, we did find out, actually, we have a few listeners from Mexico and Libya. So wherever you guys are, man... Thank hoping, you. Shout hope, out you guys. Hoping you can gain some friends with Mustang listeners uh, yeah, as yeah. a result of this podcast today. Yes, of course. So We're going to blow up in Friendswood. Yes, that is the superintendent of Friendswood ISD, for you guys who are not aware. Um, that is a small town in southeast Houston, and he's been there now for what, seven years? Yeah, seventh year. Nailed it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so we love to ask each other what we're learning about our sons. We both have sons, but about our children and about ourselves. And we just thought it'd be so interesting to ask you the same thing because your children are late 20s, right? Mm -hmm. Mid and late 20s. Right. And just to see somebody so much further down the road, what that looks like now, because I'm sure it's a totally different experience, but you're still right. learning stuff right. about yourself as a father and about your children. So. What are you uh what are you learning lately about your children? It could be both of them, specifically one, just Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, what I'm learning as I sit here and look at the two of you and even we were having a little conversation beforehand about Peter Luke really and his some of his changes and just mm -hmm. getting rowdy and loud and talking and all that. I got to be with him Saturday and you you were sharing, even got to see your little guy um who's playing right mm -hmm. now. But that that same like watching change happen never stops so i have a 27 25 year old both of them married to awesome spouses from you know great families um who are now learning about marriage together uh but there's still that same change and joy in the change uh that, that you guys are experiencing now with, with little guys. Yeah. I have, I have a question actually. I was thinking about this. Um, and I want you to be honest with me, even though we're in here, it's okay. We're family now, but <laughs> I, I'm curious what, you know, cause now I've been married in the family for four years coming up on five, mm -hmm. you know, your daughter or your, uh, son Reed has, has now been married for two. Right. So it's been relatively recent since you've had new kids really mm -hmm. in the family and mm -hmm. both your kids now who are married, you know, what, what was that journey like as, as a father? And, you know, I guess on one hand watching your, you know, your two little kids get married and then at the same time having kind of two new kids in a way, but at the same time, they're not, they're not your real kids, but right. you know, adopting them into the family. What, yeah. Um, you know, as a dad, for me, it's two different feelings. My 
what what's God? How does God ask me to parent you? Yeah. How does God ask me to parent Rachel? Where is my words of of wisdom, my experiences, stepping into that, but not stepping over um, to push you away? How do I draw you in? How do mm. I how do I draw her in to our family and speak truth, life, good? into you as I get to know you and watch you interact someone who I haven't raised. Mm. I know the buttons for Maggie. <laughs> I know the buttons for Reed, you know, um, from mistakes and from success, you know, and, and y'all, y'all will do the same thing. But, but for you, I don't know the buttons, but I get to, as I live with you and love you more and more each year, Specifically, I watch how you interact, watch how you live life in stressful situations, enjoy, and like, how can I, where am I called in to speak into that, you know, or to maybe not even say anything to that, just to be, be there, you know, we've had a lot of great, yeah. deep conversations. And I think that's one of the things Maggie was drawn to you, just that depth, you know, and Rachel, uh, in her life is just man, she's just so much fun, you know, and, uh, so different than Reed in, in so many ways. And so stepping into that, but, um, it's just a total blessing for me, man, to, uh, to add to, wish we'd had more kids so I could have more, <laughs> more in law, more, more uh, son-in-laws and daughters in laws But I think, but I think of it as truly mine. I mean, that's what we prayed for, hmm. prayed for yeah. both of, both of y'all for years you know, mm. and then watched it unfold. Well, um, what, what do you feel like, you know, at this, at this stage in your life as a dad with your kids, grown, married, grandkid, you know, what are you learning about yourself? I'm sure. There's a lot there, but yeah. As More a, so as, as, a, a dad, as a parent. Yeah. As a dad, mm -hmm. what am I learning about myself as a dad? Um, I think it's as much as anything taking the experiences of that God is mm. working on me as a man and then applying that to all phases and facets. So it's hard to answer like how is that, you yeah. know, as a, like for me, I've just gone through the, the most significant life change for me going through going from a hundred miles an hour to zero, mm. you know, uh, a challenge of faith, a challenge of who God is, a challenge of trust, a challenge of who's number one in my life. Is it, yeah. is it friends with ISD and what I do and who I am and who I'm seen as, yeah. or is it my God, my wife, my family, you know? So mm. all of that, it's hard to, narrowed down as a dad because all of that who God is applies to my role my my relationship with you relationship with Maggie with Tina as a dad too you know um so you know for me some of the big you know pieces coming out of what but for me I've just walked through is just you know God's trustworthiness in all things, his priorities in, in all things. And so um, as I father you and you yeah. are challenged by priorities of life, I've lived through 
something's fairly significant to be able to speak into that yeah. for you. So it's just applying that, not keeping it to yourself, just like you would mm. witness to the folks that you work with or your mm. the people that you're going to eat lunch with tomorrow, you know, and taking advantage of every situation, you know. Yeah. Thinking about your your procedure, I'm sure that you had some reflection time going into it because of what you talked about, how it's a major mm -hmm. procedure, so there's always the what yeah. if. Um, what were things that you reflected on that and like how you looked back on, you know, with as, as being a father and your yeah. your wife and your kids, you know, how were you kind of reflecting on all that? Yeah, You know, when you're sitting in a hospital room and you've been told already that the fact that you're even still there to go through this because of what your heart look your your the the arteries to your heart look like my heart was great but 95% blockage in four of them they're like you're not going home we can't believe you haven't had anything mm. you know you were so close so sitting in a room and reflecting on that and reading scripture and reading Psalm 139 that says, I know the bones, every bone of your body, and you're about to get your sternum cracked open and those bones spread open. Suddenly that scripture comes way more alive to you and you're, you have ultra focus to it. And what is your, do you trust? Do you believe, do you trust that God has the best for you? in the midst of this, that this path is what he's going to do to change and, and make you different, um, it ups the ante a tremendous amount. And you're, you're there at the core of who you are and who he is, and you say, I'm in. Uh, I'm in. Hmm. You got, there, there's the choice that, that we call faith or, or whatever. Um, and I'm going to, you know, trust that um, out of this, I'm going to become a better father. I'm going to become a better man. And he's shaping and molding, create me that way. Hmm. And so, you know, that's, that's so big. I read a, a Henry Nowen um, is a big, someone I love to read. And, hmm. and he has a book, The Way of the Heart. And that was my, like, drawn to that. I was supposed to read that and about solitude, silence, prayer, and just this idea of abandonment, you know, um, mm -hmm. abandonment to Christ became really real to me in that. And so then to apply that, you know, what do I pray for my kids? It's not so much these things. It's, you know, Abba Father, I belong to you. I abandon my life into your hands. Do with me what you will. Um, whatever you do, I'll be thankful, and I'm ready for whatever you bring. Uh, your will, let it let it be mine. And today's a gift. And so for me to celebrate today, I mean, I didn't. Here I'm sitting with these two great guys um, tonight, and I'm grateful for that. And so it's yeah. just that idea of abandonment versus, um, you know, help Luke to be faithful and smarter. Just he's yours. You know, so that as an old, older man, um, going through a lot of different tough things in life, that just has become really real to me through that experience hmm. and gone through, I've been gone, I've gone through a lot of tough stuff, you know, in my time work and, and otherwise is just, 
his, you know, um, his deep, deep love for me that sometimes I think is hard for us to believe. Mm. His calling, you know, for a a people like the three of us sitting in this room. This world's a dark place, and you know, there's just this trend, this whole kind of flow going, and to step into that flow and go on opposite direction and say that Jesus way is the best way um, is the, is the, is what we're called to do. And so it's just solidifying that, you know, in, in the midst of, um, of that process and, you know, sitting in solitude, you know, we be still and know that I am God and solitude, how the importance of it. Solitude's not, you know, I had a lot of people like, take rest you know it's time to rest and (laughs) sitting still is not rest you know for me because i'm always doing and so to sit still and learn that quiet and stillness there's joy in that there's that was really i mean that was five weeks of that for me Hmm. um and so to learn that side of god and and for him to call that down to me is something i've never ever really experienced you know i'm on vacation i'm going i'm on a weekend i'm going and so just to be you're just going to be still that's it you know Hmm. and so it's a battle um solitude's a battle and it's so hard i look at the two of you right now i mean it's virtually impossible (laughs) with the little guys that you have you know and how how important it is just to ground and root our foundations in that of who yeah. God is that time in the morning, whether it's, you know, that you have how critical it is really to your foundational, who you are as a man, who you are as a father, yeah. husband, all those things, you know, I think, I, I think maybe Maggie told you, but we had one of the senior pastors for the Antioch and Waco come down and speak at Antioch Houston, our church. And, uh, he brought up way of the heart. And I was like, no way did he bring this up. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's, he took a sabbatical and he was like, yeah, you know, some, you know, one of the man, men I trust gave me this book. He said, it's about 50 pages long, it but is. it weighs about oh. 600,000 pounds. And you, you, you can't read, I mean, you read two paragraphs and you're just like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Way of the heart by Henry. No- uh, now is it yeah. new one or now? Now. Yeah. I always forget. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, you know, looking at us, you know, two, two dads, fresh dads, um, you know, and imagining you're remembering you when you were in that, in that season, you know, what, what advice I guess would you share with us as we kind of just go through the craziness early on and head into the unknown? I think one thing for sure that I would say is how critical it is to control the time of your family mm. as you step into and it'll it's going to happen so fast into school and into you know youth sports and all these awesome opportunities that our kids have um and if you just let yourself get into that stream and let it guide and it's cause it's fun, 
everything that you do, you're just going to miss out on so much as a dad and as a family. And it's countercultural, and it doesn't feel good for your kid not to be in to select everything. And the, mm-hmm. <laughs> but how important that is for your family time to be sacred to you and to your because it's it's so fun to to be a part of that. I'm not saying don't do it. It's just manage it so that manage it's not. It. Yeah. You know, so the schedule's not controlling you. You're controlling the mm. schedule. Super important. Secondly is to step into failure of your kids as hard and maybe more so than the celebrations of your kids. What they can and cannot do, what they experience in um, rejection, what they experience in... Yeah. Um, all those pieces from from even from you know Pete's almost two, he's gonna go to school in three years. Yeah, man. You know, Crazy. almost double that time. But it is that's where you earn your money as a dad, sitting on the end of the bed with a broken son, for both of y'all right now and mm-hmm. and whoever's to come or daughter, and uh, and living in that with them, learning in it. But stepping into that as hard as you do when they win the national championship or MVP or whatever, because there's that's where the that's where you earn your money as a dad. And then, lastly, I would just say for for you, you both have boys, um, but as you have more children, a dad speaks confidence into the girls. I, I've been an educator for 30 years. I have a daughter myself. I've watched a lot. As a dad, you are the one that speaks confidence into into those girls. You shape the boys mm-hmm. and speak confidence into the girls. It's opposite. Your your wives are speaking confidence into your sons, hmm. you know, that you're valued, that you yeah. are important, that you're special. Because you're going to be busy fathering them and disciplining them and doing all those things, so they got to have who's for me. Yeah, you know. So I'd say those three things. Man, that's profound. There's something that comes alive inside of you. You, like, you two don't understand. At all. <laughs> There's something. In, it's inside of you, but it's it's just kind of latent. It's in a box right now. And as soon as you become a grandparent, it. And you comes alive and you're like, what is that? I've never, that's a whole new deal for me. And a lot of it is all that yeah. effort you know, and struggling through it. And yeah. like, it's so hard and you're just like, oh man, you wait till they're 16. You ain't seen <laughs> nothing yet. Yeah. <laughs> you think it's hard being up all night when they're 14, 15, 16, you would trade a coughing night, no sleep in a second for what you got to go through. I remember our one of the pastors at Antioch Central, uh, Jeremiah's church, he said he was using it for a sermon or something, but he was talking about the first time where he hugged his daughter and she didn't hug back. <laughs> and he was like, he was kind of saying it to the parents of like, that's where you really learn unconditional love. Is that's that right? Because when they're little, they just think you're the coolest person in the world. You know, thinking of Peter now. I mean, yeah. I'm his hero. His yeah. whole world. But thinking about that age where all of a sudden oh, man. they can turn oh, on you. Your heart. Well, and they're pushing you away. I mean, oh. they're literally pushing you away. 
They don't want to have, you know, you're telling Pete. I can't imagine. I just can't imagine it. Pete, get your elbow in when you shoot, you know, and you got to do, <laughs> Dad, do this. You got to drop, you know, why aren't you attacking the goal? And then someone else will tell them that and they'll do it. And you're just like, what am I doing? You know, <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no big I, deal. I just gave you everything. Yeah. I mean, I, I was a college athlete, I, you know, coach yeah, and everything. No, and I'm Reed's in seventh grade and I'm telling him. You know, Reed, let's get in the weight room. I'll be happy to go with you, you know, do all these things. And no. I mean, nah, you don't know anything. And <laughs> this coach at the junior high, like, invites him one morning to go to the weight room. And he's all fi- – now he's all into doing it. And I've been like, man, I've been telling you this exact same thing. So and they're just funny. pushing you away. And that's a hard thing as a dad. Yeah. Well, speaking of sports, I think that's a pretty logical transition into Sports Corner. We're, I think we're we're both curious to ask as diehard Houston sports fans, but only, you know, for the last ten to fifteen years for each of us. Yeah. We're thinking about, you know, yesterday, Astros won the division, six year in a row. Somehow. Somehow. It I'm starting to t- I'm tasting the Kool Aid. I am. I think the Texans Kool Aid? Yeah. When you have a QB oh. who's got the stuff that looks yeah. like he may I mean he's a he's a believer openly talking about Jesus on the mic. And then you got a coach who was a player and who's getting everyone to buy in, building culture, you yeah. know, kind of like your friends with football yeah, coaches yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. Who chose to come here. Chose to come, yes. played for the Texans. He, had, he could have gone to a lot of different right, markets. Right. Jordan played for Friendswood, right? Or, yeah. He went to Friendswood. Yeah. Yeah. Same, you know, it's the yeah, same. It it's is kind of the very same. Similar, uh, yeah. Um, very similar. But anyway, great day. Texans showing life. Astros won the division. I was telling Jeremiah, I was like, I think it's probably the best day in Houston sports since uh, since we won last year, since we won the World Series. Yes, not that long ago, you know, <laughs> in a whole year. But I, w- we wanted to hear from you. What are your favorite Houston sports memories? Houston sports memories. So, one that comes right away: Rockets uh, championship, Akeem Olajuwon's first championship with Rudy T. I was in my master's program at Fort Hayes State University, and the way it was set up was I was married, but uh, I would go up for the summers yeah, and come home like Monday through Wednesday or something like that and come home. And my roommate and I had this little TV, and I've you know, been a Keem fan all the way along, and I'll go to my second, Five Slam Jamma, U of H Cougars, uh, just a whole new level of basketball just living that time frame and uh went and got to see a bunch of their games Mm -hmm. which is this is not that team would be my number two kind of memory but their loss against nc state like crushing (laughs) like crying in high school like i i still can't hardly were you a oilers fan I was kind of an Oilers fan, but um, I was more basketball. I was basketball Basketball focused. Yeah. Well, it's only fitting that one of your greatest Houston sports memories had to be a heartbreak. That sums it up. So with that, we will wrap up. Um, It's been a pleasure, gentlemen. And uh, we will see you guys on the next episode. Yeah, it's good. See you guys.